Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. So as you all will know, I'm in the middle of a run of interviews at the moment with some truly inspirational and incredible people. And uh, there's more to come. It's really, really exciting. I've got uh, more interviews lined up with people. Can't wait to bring you some different perspectives because it shouldn't always just be about mine and that's really really important when you um, go on a spiritual development journey that you question everything that you open up to different beliefs different ideas you know I've learned as much from things that didn't resonate with me as things that did and it's always fascinating to have a real uh, open conversation with somebody who who sort of believes what you believe, but slightly differently. It always helps to open you up. So today's podcast is titled Spiritual Slaps. And uh, for those of you that haven't heard me use this phrase before, 
trademark patent pending. Uh, spiritual slaps are what I started calling uh, experiences with the spirit world. So um, not all experiences, <laughs> just the hard ones. So uh, one of the things that I have learned on my journey is, you know, when you start working with spirit, you think that they take away all of the difficulties. You think that by working with spirit and connecting to that wisdom and that knowledge, that you'll be able to move through life in a sort of beautiful ebb and flow, taken to the places you need to go, floating freely, love and light, love and light. And actually what happens when you go on the spiritual journey is it's a bit more like um, being oh, Pat in EastEnders and the universe is Peggy Mitchell. For those of you who don't know what EastEnders is, it's a... Um, English soap opera, but Google uh, Peggy Slaps Pat and you'll see what I mean because, uh, yeah, it's sometimes like someone's got you around the scruff of the neck and the universe just goes crack with whatever it is you need to learn. And I think that's really important to talk about because I think there's a lot of people who uh, talk about spirituality and manifesting and the universe. And there's this kind of expectation that if you're doing it right, it should be easy. And yes, I do agree that um, when you're in the flow, it's blooming marvelous and you can manifest all sorts of fantastic things. But we are also here to learn. And sometimes those lessons are painful and those lessons are the feeling of a slap. So that's what we're going to talk about today and we're going to talk about some of my lessons because um, you know I think it's really important that you know that I don't come at this having all of the answers or getting it right all of the time. Um, I'm a human being and I quite regularly get in my own way. <laughs> So um, one of the first uh, things that I wanted to talk to you about is me um, and what spirit did for me. So when I um, first came across the spirit world, when my friend first got my grandfather through for me, completely unexpected, um, I was in a really bad place. So when I was a teenager, I had real mental health issues. I was very, very unhappy um, and felt very, very unloved by the world. And I'd always been a very hopeful child and believed in the potential of people, as you know. And when I went to secondary school, it, it you know, kids are cruel, kids are mean, school is hard, hormones suck. You know, we've all been on this journey and it left me with a real feeling of being unsteady and uncertain. And what I didn't know when I was a teenager that I now know is that I was a really strong empath. So I could feel what everybody else was feeling. And I had that experience without any boundaries, without any way of regulating it. So it became this sort of ingrained part of my psyche where I would think that other people's stuff was my stuff, where I would think that I 
needed to act if other people seemed unhappy or it just became very, very difficult. And I think, you know, most empaths will hopefully admit that sometimes when there's that need to fit in and that pack mentality that you get in secondary school, you do things that are mean and cruel and horrible because you want to fit in, but you can also feel the energy of the impact of those decisions upon other people around you. So it's it's a real, it's a difficult time. And I try to look back on some of the decisions that I made when I was a teenager with forgiveness and love, not always easy. And then um, fast forward, I was working in financial services. I uh, was in a very money orientated environment, a very male led environment. Um, I have to say, I still love working towards a target. That's one of the things I really miss, <laughs> being self-employed. I love a target. Um, and I was working for different uh, mortgage lenders, different companies, and I met my husband, Alex. And uh, the weirdest thing happened there because we um, we had a, he lived in uh, near Dover. I lived in Northampton. And that's quite a distance for those of you that don't know. And we spent a lot of time on the phone and uh, we were so connected. I mean, the first time that we spoke on the phone, I think it was like a three and a half hour conversation. And we just we knew in that conversation that we were going to get married. And uh, we did. And there was all sorts of funny things that used to happen. We used to be so synchronized that I would pick up the phone to call him and there'd be no dialing tone because he'd already tried to call me. And at that exact moment of us both picking up the phone, we connected. So, uh, yeah, all sorts of funny things. Anyway, um, we moved areas and we moved to Kent. Um, ultimately, we, did, we lived in Surrey for a bit. And um, our son was six months old and Toby was a very very blessed surprise, but it did knock us a little bit. Um, we'd only just got married and uh, we were young and we wanted to go traveling and, and do stuff. And uh, Toby came along, surprise, which we're really grateful for now. But at the time it was a lot to deal with. And then we added onto that a big house move, an area change. And so I was in Kent um, with Toby, uh, a house, didn't know anybody. I'd lost all of my sort of security network from the from uh, the NCT and everything, and I was here on my on my own. And then I joined some toddler groups. Now toddler groups are nearly as bad as uh, being at secondary school. Just for anyone who's not had that experience, they're toxic. <laughs> you get some really. I think there's a lot of people who are very shaken up from having babies. Um, need to validate themselves through their children's existence. Uh, and it becomes, yeah, I don't recommend them. <laughs> uh, so I was at this toddler group and uh, all of that. So there we go. So that's where I'm at. And I'm in this really difficult place. And then um, the mortgage market crashes and my husband loses his job. And we're in Kent in this big house with no money coming in and a baby and uh, this gets us through quite a difficult period. We both had to work incredibly hard, um, beg, borrow and steal 
to to be where we were. And it was very, very stressful. And I got a job working at this music school uh, for for one of the ladies that I'd met at toddler group. And um, I was in a really, really bad place. And I think she was in a really, really bad place. And some horrible things happened, which we don't need to go into. But um, there wasn't an awful lot of kindness there. And there wasn't a lot of love there. And I felt completely alone. And if I'm honest, completely in a space of victim. Uh, we have no money, we can't move, we've got this big house, it's it's stuck on me, I don't want to be here, uh, this isn't fair. Just really, really difficult, difficult space. And um, I asked my grandfather for help. And that's when he came through my friend. Um, not not immediately, I have to say, it took a few months. And uh, gave her gave her that message to give to me. And that started a journey which changed everything for me, completely changed everything. And uh, one of the things that I just wanted to give you that sort of background as to where I was at and how spirit have helped me. And as I started connecting to spirit for myself and feeling that love, gosh, I used to just sob and sob and sob in the group because that unconditional love, I'd never experienced it, that complete you're perfect as you are, we want nothing from you, we just love you. Took me so long to be able to accept and so long to be able to receive. And I'd be lying if I said that I've got it and it's done and I'm there now and I just soak it in like a sponge. I always resist it, I think we all do. I'm better, but I always resist it. So uh, I know that I thought that the spirit world were going to take away all of the difficulties. And so when the spiritual slaps started on my journey <laughs> I did feel a little bit let down a little bit um, fed up that I thought I'd made this commitment to spirit I'd been working with them for x amount of time I'd done my healing work I've been very very dedicated now some of the spiritual slaps don't get me wrong are because I didn't listen to myself and my instincts um but some of them are brought for you to learn something about yourself on your healing journey or something that you need to solve, fix, sort out, look at, etc, etc. So um, one of the main things that I always have, and it always causes me problems, is a real desire to be taken under the wing of a spiritual expert who can nurture me and help me. And I guess, if I'm honest, do it all for me. And uh, it's it's a really funny thing. I, I don't know where it's come from, but it's it, it rears its head a lot. And uh, I'm still trying to deal with it now in different forms. And um, one of those such spiritual experts was um, somebody who's who's a very well-known um, light worker, uh, who's got loads of cards and books and stuff like that. And I absolutely adored them. I thought they were amazing. And um, a friend and I went up to London for a day with them where you could, uh, they would do talks and 
stuff like that and I was really excited and I had my backpack and I had my books in there that they'd written and my cards and I just couldn't I couldn't wait um, and it was all of these funny things because I swear it was advertised as something like an intimate afternoon with and we got there and we were it was really hard as an empath to be in that space because it was elbow to elbow with loads of other people in this stuffy room but that's beside the point anyway he was there and it was amazing and I couldn't believe it my hero was there and at the end um you could queue up to get him to sign uh, the books or uh, your cards. So my friend and I waited in this queue for him for hours. Now my friend had come with me as something fun to do. She wasn't particularly into him. She wasn't particularly at that stage into spirit. She just went, yeah, well, I'll come with you. Let's have an experience. So we get there and we get to the front of the queue and I'm going, oh, 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 I feel like, you know, so a kid waiting to see Father Christmas. Hey, can't wait. And um, my friend goes up first and, you know, he's been hugging people and having selfies done with people. And um, people have got to kiss him on the cheek. And I'm like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do. This is so exciting. And my friend goes up and she's bought one of his books while we're there. So he signs that and has a little chat with her. And I walk up to him and I think... My big need, if I'm honest, in my energy must have been completely repugnant to him because he turned away from me. He physically turned his face away and he said, oh, hello. And then he turned to my friend and said, are you two here together? And she said, yes. And then she said, Hannah's the real fan of yours. Um, so I just came along with her because she could see that he'd turned away from me. And he went, oh, that's nice. Wrote his name in my book and handed his book back to me without even looking at me. And then I got ushered away and the next person came in and I was heartbroken. I was absolutely heartbroken. Now, I hold no um, ill will to him. I still buy his stuff, actually, um, because, you know, it wasn't personal but it was a real lesson for me in expectation and need and self-reliance, which I still haven't quite got there. But, it, you know, that started that lesson. I can remember being with my friend on the train on the way home and I was crying my eyes out. And the, we were surrounded by uh, guys who'd been to a football match, I think. And there were two men we were sitting at one of the table seats for four and we were one side and these two guys were the other and we were having this ridiculous conversation and I was going I just wanted him to see me he didn't like my energy and crying and these two guys were just sat opposite us like what what on earth <laughs> anyway so that was that was one of my big ones because um yeah, it's funny how you build yourself up. It, yeah, funny how you build yourself up to stuff. And I really, really uh, wanted to be acknowledged by him. And another one in that same vein of wanting to be seen, but being afraid to make a noise and forcing people to see you, which is one of the things that definitely rears its head with me. Um, I know I mentioned to you that I had a really difficult time at Arthur Finlay College. Now, forgive me if I already told you this story. 
I can't remember. But um, the first time I went to Arthur Finlay and I was so very, very nervous. I was in um, in a group with a lady and uh, it was only a weekend course. So to be fair to her, she'll work with hundreds of students. I get that. I understand that. And we were in what's called the sanctuary, which is like the church part of Arthur Finlay. It's set up like for a church service with a stage and and, you know, all of the, the chairs like pews. And um, we were being taught in there, which was incredible. And for the duration of the course, I sat in the same seat, in the same place and worked. And on the first day, on the first activity, she said, you're all in the beginners group because you've never done um, a mediumship spirit connection before. Is that right? And we all said, yes, yes because I'd only worked with spirit guides, I hadn't worked with loved ones in spirit. And she went, okay, you're going to start now. You, and put me on the stage to do a spirit link, gave me no advice or information about how to actually do a spirit link, just said, they're there, tell me what you feel. And when I fumbled my way through that, I can't even remember it now, I can only remember the sound of my heart beating in my ears. Um, she went, okay, gave me no feedback, and I sat back down. And Everybody that followed me after that got feedback and help and this is what you need to do and this is how it works. And I just got nothing. I got the word okay and that was it. And at the end of the course, there was a student demonstration. So somebody from each group was picked by their teacher at each level to have a go at demonstrating. And the gentleman in my group had decided to do card readings because he was too nervous to do um spirit links now i was sat this whole thing was held in the sanctuary so i was sat in the sanctuary in the same seat that i'd been taught at for the the whole of the course in the same space and my teacher from the course he went and offered was trying to work out who to offer a card to and she went how about this lady here why don't you offer her a card and she didn't even know i'd been in her group she didn't even recognize me and I was so upset, as I'm sure you can imagine, just felt completely overlooked. And, you know, when you're trying not to be um, sensitive about things and you're trying not to be, be like poor me, but you can't help the way that you feel. Just completely, I was completely invisible to her. She knew I was there, but she couldn't see me at all. Now, I get that that's a hard expectation to have on a teacher. So it was partly my fault and I get that um, but it was a real again a real spiritual slap and uh, so there you know a couple of really big ones about when I was first starting I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. You know, I was very vulnerable and I just needed to be loved. And it really taught me that the love that I wanted to receive, I had to accept from myself. That was that lesson in there, that I was putting other people on a pedestal, thinking that they were going to change something in me and I needed to change something in me. So I've been working on that ever since. So something else I wanted to share with you spiritual slap wise is, uh, the you know, the journey of being a bit of a teacher. And I'll probably do a whole podcast about being a teacher at some point. Um, but one of the things that is always very interesting when you teach other people to do what you do is um, people just thinking they're better than you. This is something that I'd never experienced because I'd always been so respectful of my teachers. And this was a really big lesson for me that you can put your heart and your soul into people and they will have no respect or courtesy for that. And uh, one of the one of the best examples of this, of me giving away my power, uh, was with um, a girl that joined my circle at the same time as a, another girl and they um they made this friendship they formed this friendship but in this friendship they became very much like mean girls and when other people were doing readings they would whisper between each other it was just really disrespectful and discourteous and because the spirit world were training me in being a um being a teacher and demanding that respect and requiring that respect and being unafraid to to say that I wanted it you know they brought me they brought me uh, people who didn't behave very well so that I would learn to um, be strong and one of them after you know three months of bi-weekly circles decided that she was going to do what I did and she had sapper up a business reading cards and uh then every time that she came to group, she would say things like, everybody just says, I'm amazing. I don't get anything wrong. I'm so good. I'm so tuned in. Now, this is somebody that also, bless her, bless her, struggled with anxiety and insecurity. So I know she was trying to uh, validate herself. I get that completely. Um, but of course, that then damaged people who'd been in the group for longer, who didn't feel like they had that connection. It's always very interesting working in groups. And um, anyway, so we got, I got these new cards, uh, and I can tell you even which ones they were, they're the Chakra Wisdom Oracle cards, and they're beautiful. And we had them all out on the table, and she had she had to pull a card, and she pulled the card Prayer. And it had a jug of lemon water on it. It was all yellow colours, really, really beautiful. And she got nothing. And she went, I've got nothing. And then I went, okay, we'll just sit with it. Spirit are here. We know they're here. Surrender. And because she got nothing, she got huffy. And she literally did that sort of sassy side to side head thing and went, well, I don't think it's me, so I don't know if it's this group, the, the energy in this space, or these shit cards, but it's not my fault. And just pushed the card across the table to me with one finger. And I was so 
shocked that I couldn't even respond. It was like it hadn't really happened. I was having an out-of-body experience. Um, you know, so I didn't deal with it in the moment. I had to deal with it later once I'd gone, oh my goodness. And, you know, that felt like such a slap because who is that disrespectful to the other people in their group, but also to their teacher? Um, just really, really interesting. So again, a real uh, spiritual slap that really made me realize that I might have a set of rules and integrity about how you work, uh, but not everybody has that. <laughs> so uh, there, there are a few of them um, and there's been others and I'm sure I will talk to you about others, but I've just got one eye on the clock. I could go, I could go all day on my spiritual slaps. You know, there's the smaller ones where you get that instinct that you shouldn't be doing something and you do it anyway. And then it all blows up in your face. There are those bits where, you have an instinct and a feeling about something. Um, for me, it's normally somebody behaving in an underhand way. And then I talk myself out of it and I allow other people to talk me out of it. And then lo and behold, they do something really underhand and I go, I bloody knew that. I knew they were going to do that. So spiritual slaps take many forms. And one of the things that I wanted to say to, with you is that sometimes those slaps will come from people who you love, who love you. Um, because the universe will use them as a tool to teach you what you need to learn. So if you get a spiritual slap from somebody, don't go at it from a human perspective. Don't go at it from, well, I thought she was my friend and I can't believe she did that. Go at it from, she taught me the lesson, or try to at least. She taught me the lesson that I needed to learn, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, sometimes it will take you a while to get there. That's not an expectation that you should be in that space straight away. Oh, hooray, you slapped me. Thank you. Can I have some more? Lovely. Bring on the lessons. Woo. But it is about accepting, you know, sometimes you will be the slapper. Sometimes you will be the slappy. <laughs> and understanding uh, your role in all of those. So that is spiritual slaps. Um, and I'll probably talk about them again because there's a lot to say. Okay, so I've got a few uh, emails that I've received. And as always, if you've got any emails or anything uh, that you want to ask, please do email podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk and please do look me up on Facebook it's Hannah McIntyre Clairvoyant Medium I'm a Mac not a Muck um, because I'd love to have you there and just so you all know I'm really bad at doing these things but I need to do it in my supporters group on Facebook um, which is £3.49 a month we are starting a spiritual connection Monday evening get together which is 8pm BST um, and it's open to everybody and it's included as part of the £3.49 a month so it's an absolute barg um, and we'd love to have you with us no expectations on that that's about private journey with spirit it's not about giving messages it's not about sharing that stuff to other people it's just a space for you to work with your connection quietly okay so my first email is from the lovely Ashley Davis and she says hello Hannah 
I've recently started your Starting With Spirit course and it's amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you, Ashley. I had the most profound experience during your energy building meditation and wanted to share. At the beginning, I saw myself, but the best version of me, and I was holding something in my hands. As I got closer, it was a tiny fetus, and I knew that was me as well. I watched it grow and develop into me as a baby, then a toddler, child, teen, and now. Periodically, it stopped and took me through some of my most painful memories. It was really hard and emotional, but my higher self helped me through it all. It was as if I were giving myself the comfort I needed in those times, but didn't have. Once I was grown, the process started all over, but very fast this time, but it wasn't me. First it was my mum, then her mother, then both of my grandmothers, and women that I knew were my ancestors, but I'd never seen before. We all had abandonment traumas with our own mothers, and I was able to feel that so deeply. I held all of them and loved them and did what I could do to help. When the meditation ended, I came back into my space and sobbed for a long time. I never understood when people said generational trauma until this moment. You helped me realise the healing I have to do is much deeper than I thought. Thank you for that. Um, and Ashley had also emailed me previously and told me I look just like one of her guides. And she's now realised that um, that was her guide showing her me, which I thought was really exciting. I can't believe there's spirit guides out there showing my mug to people. <laughs> so uh, you're welcome, Ashley. Okay. So Ashley's question is this, um, she can remember when her grandmother was in a hospital close to death, she started to hallucinate, only I could see everything she was talking about. She saw a lion, a leprechaun and a little girl. At the time, I just assumed I was picturing in my head what she was describing, but now I think both she and I were seeing her guides or whoever came to help her pass. I remember getting really angry at my family when they would tell her she wasn't seeing what she was seeing. Now as I get older, I've seen this quite a few times, but it's always written off as end-of-life hallucinations. Is this something you've experienced? Is this something common when people are close to passing? Now, this isn't something that I've particularly experienced, Ashley. The only thing I can liken it to is when my grandmother was in hospital and dying, um, I didn't see him, but I knew that my grandfather was there. I knew he was there. I could feel him. I could say hello to him. I could feel his love. And I knew he was waiting with her. And um, I also invoked the angels to come and stand by my grandmother. And at that time, my beliefs were slightly different, but I asked them to keep a doorway open to help her pass straight over to the other side, which is what I think happens to all of us now. But at the time, I wasn't really sure. And I could really feel the presence of that angel. Absolutely. And uh, I wasn't there when my grandmother passed. But the morning that she passed, um, I was cleaning my teeth. The morning of the day that she passed, I was cleaning my teeth. And the angel came and stood beside me and said to me, uh, she's gone through the door. And I went, oh, my goodness, OK, I better ring my mum. And they said, no, no, um, her body's still going. <laughs> um, it will be soon. Just wait and they will contact you. Um, so I knew that her, her soul had moved through, but I knew that she was um, unconscious and I knew that her body was just 
closing down, if that makes sense. Um, so in answer to your question, I absolutely believe that people can see things. I think the veil thins. So as the spirit world get ready to welcome that person back, I think lots of loved ones, their, their spirit guides, their guardian angels, all of that huge amount of team that we work with, as well as our loved ones in spirit who have been waiting for us and watching us all that time, they step forward. And that presence of that energy and that space together with that person who's moving into spirit and their soul is going home in that space you end up with um like a thinner veil a, an energy that's stronger to connect um and makes it easier to see things so yes i absolutely do believe that she was seeing her guides um, and i absolutely do believe that lots of people see um and have experiences of loved ones that are near them and come to collect them, absolutely. And um, I think it's amazing. It's so comforting. And uh, you know, you have to forgive the people that don't believe it and don't understand it, it's too much for them. But wow, just incredible and amazing, Ashley, that you could see what she was seeing. How, how amazing, what an experience. So I hope that helps. Let's have a look. I've got another two questions. It's exciting today. So the next one is from Anya and Anya is from Belfast. Um, what led me to look for a mediumship podcast was my cousin had passed away very sadly last week due to his battle with drugs. He's my second cousin in the last six years and they were both very young. A few days after his passing, I had a voice in my head that sounded like me, but I knew it was him saying, don't worry, I'm okay. And from that moment, I haven't shed any more tears. I initially thought I was thinking it because I hoped that's what he would say. But on the other hand, I knew deep down it was him. It can all be very confusing. You're not wrong on you. I have always known that I've had some sort of gift, as you would say, but I've ignored it due to fear. From a very young age, my mum told me, I would have told her I could see my granda, who I never met as he passed away a few years before I was born, and would put plasters on the chair because he had sore legs and needed his walking stick. This was all completely true, but I could never have known about it because I was four years old at the time. And my aunt, who had lost a child, had come into the house one day after seeing a medium, and I had said, there's a little boy on your shoulder, which is exactly what the medium had told her a few hours ago. I've also seen things before they have have and have felt like I'm an old soul I've been here before. The word light worker has been in my head a lot recently. It has always been something that I've tried to push aside, but I can't, I can't, I feel like I can't anymore, sorry, and need to embrace now. Could this be a sign that I need to, or am I just crazy? Well, Anya, we're all crazy here. <laughs> so welcome to the club. Um, amazing, absolutely incredible. And you know, I do, when I speak to spirit, when I hear spirit, just so you know, Anya, it is my own voice in my own head. It doesn't sound like a separate um, person speaking to me. I've had that twice, but generally speaking, it's just my own voice in my own head. Um, now, the thing is, I believe that everybody has the ability to connect to spirit in some way. 
and feel that presence. Some people are more mediumistically inclined, so able to do evidential connections, and some people it works in different ways for. Um, I think the very fact that you've emailed me means that you know that this is a sign from spirit, that it, it, it's there for you. But they will always respect your free will and choice. They don't force anyone down a journey. So they're offering it to you. I always say it's like waiters at a cocktail party. They're going past with the canapes. They're offering you a canapé, but it's up to you whether you take it or not. So I don't think you're crazy or no crazier than me and everybody else who listens to this podcast. Welcome to the club. Um, but there is no pressure. So you will know when you feel ready to start exploring that. And um, that's completely up to your own free will and choice, if that makes sense. So I, I hope that does. But um, amazing, some amazing things that you've seen on you. I know people that would uh, give up a finger to be able to have that level of connection. So uh, sounds amazing. OK, and the last question. Oh, it's not a question, actually. It's just some feedback from Claire Berryman. But I wanted to share it with you all. So Claire is a mental health counsellor in Australia and she's been hearing me talk about this shift and the demanding nature of others. And she says it affects the energy of others so much that I've gone from being extroverted to an introverted extrovert. I find that this has been a lesson in learning how to read and work with the energy of others. I can't pinpoint the exact moment. However, during the pandemic, the message of forgive the fear came to me on quite a few occasions. There is no, this in no way excuses the negative or offensive aspects of others' behaviour. How I feel it has taught me to exercise my empathy and compassion muscles to develop as a person and as a spirit. I found that by cutting through the surface issue to the fear and validating that emotion, personally as well as professionally, they are able to reframe their behaviour more in line with their true values. Maybe those demanding to be connected are looking for an anchor to cling to in these times of uncertainty. As I mentioned, it doesn't excuse the behaviour nor take away any valid validity, I can speak, away from what you feel on the receiving end of it, but it might be a different way of looking at it. I'm really enjoying the podcast and the layman way you teach. It makes me feel as if my experiences are normal and unique to me and my soul and that's okay. And I just wanted to share that with everybody because I do completely agree with what Claire says. And this is the funny thing, isn't it, about energy work and boundaries. You can empathise and understand somebody's behaviour and still not allow it into your energetic space. And yet the answer is always love. Love is the antidote to fear. Always. And so um, we have to try and sit in that as much as we can. You know, I'm very passionate about not judging yourself when you're unable to sit in that energy. I feel that, you know, it's impossible to expect yourself to maintain it all the time. But every moment that you can is a moment where love has won. Every moment that you don't take something personally is a moment where you have allowed your spirit to soar. And... Um, I'm sure you all saw it on the VIPs group on Facebook, but I really do recommend uh, listening at the moment to the Chemical Brothers, The Darkness That You Fear. Uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the what is this? But it is such a great track for, for me at the moment. I'm playing it on repeat because it just keeps me in that energy. Um, 
So give it a listen. It's a bit like having a nutty meditation, <laughs> but I love it. And I love the fact that these kind of messages are getting more mainstream that are getting out there. This is part of that ascension of the planet. This is part of the age of Aquarius. It's not going to be hidden anymore. Um, we can all move forward in the light, all of us. There's space for everyone. So thank you very much for listening. And as I said, please do get in contact with your questions. I love to hear them. Um, I love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, you know, please do. This, uh, this is a collaboration between us all. And I will see you on the next one. Have a great day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.